This episode of You Are God is broadcast to you courtesy of MindworthyInfo.com, presented to you by yours truly, Rasheel Dixon. The purpose of You Are God is to break down the Bible in its original mystical format in an allegorical text and show you how scripture is taking place in your life right now. The Bible is not to be taken literally because over the years, men have took it literally and have corrupted the meaning and the spiritual value has been lost. Today's episode is all about Noah's Ark, a trip to remember. I would like to bring your attention to Genesis chapter 6. And now, and it came to pass when men began to multiply on the face of the earth and daughters were born unto them, that the sons of God saw the daughters of men, that they were fair, and they took them wives of all which they chose. Now, we have to understand that text right there. It says, and it came to pass when men began to multiply on the face of the earth. Now, what is it talking about? The earth here is your mind. The face is also a conscious state within your mind. And the men are nothing more than your state of conscious getting with your subconscious minds. And the daughters are the subconscious mind. And it is multiplying. And as you multiply, you create more. And when you create more, thoughts become more. And the more thoughts you create, the more you get to add more value to the face of the earth because every thought that you see around you from a cell phone to an automobile to an airplane was created out of someone's mind and it multiplied and someone else came and added something else and added something else and improved this technology and improved that and it kept on multiplying on the face of the earth that the sons of God saw the daughters of men that they were fair and they took them wives of all which they chose. So now we see that the conscious mind is making the subconscious its wife. They both go hand in hand because man and woman are what keeps humanity going. And the authors of this text knew this and they wrote it in such a spiritual format. If you don't understand it, or if you don't really dig deep, you might lose the meaning that they're trying to convey. And the Lord said, My spirit shall not always strive with man, for that he is also flesh, yet his days shall be an hundred and twenty years. Now we have to slow it down a little bit right here. Now, as you see, the authors who wrote this have now made it seem like the Lord has became a man because the Lord is a man because the Lord is you. The spirit that is speaking right now is that same feeling that you get. You ever had a feeling when you wanted to do something and then you got a funny vibe or something and you had to just listen to that? That spirit is with us all. And the Lord now is speaking. You can see the emotion of the Lord coming out. And the Lord says, my spirit shall not always strive with man for that he is also flesh. So we're saying that man will take on his flesh rather than the spirit of God, and if you understand what God is, God is man, and God reflects off of each other. So if you treat another like how you want yourself treated, that is the true spirit of God. Yet his days shall be in 120 years. Now look at this now. Even though God knows that his spirit shall not always strive with every man because everyone is going to be able to do their own thing, he's still saying, yet Man's day shall be 120 years. Now, if you ask someone, they will probably say, and I say, ask someone from the church, 
they would probably say, well, in those days, man were living until 120 years. Absolutely wrong. It doesn't mean that. We have to go back to the Hebrew language and understand. In Hebrew, if you wished someone 120, they would say, may you live until 120. That was a Hebrew saying, a proper Hebrew saying where if you wish someone 120, that means you're wishing them good mental health and a good physical health. It was a saying of well-wishing towards someone else. So if I said, may you live until 120, I was wishing you a good physical and a good mental health, good well-being. That's what that means. Now, there were giants in the earth in those days. And also after that, when the sons of God came in unto the daughters of men, and they bare children to them, the same became mighty men which were of old men of renown. What were the giants in those days? It's not what someone might say as if a giant was the size of the Empire State Building walking around, stepping on people. No Jack and the Beanstalk here. The giants here comes from the Hebrew Nephilim, which means giants, and it also means tyrant, bully, someone who thinks they're superior to others. Now, when you think about it, how many people you come across today who has that attitude of a Nephilim, a giant? They believe that they're better than someone else or feel like they're greater, and they probably aren't, but that's what they believe. Now, when the sons of God came in unto the daughters of men, the daughters of men, the subconscious, and the son, the thoughts, and they bear children to them. They bear children. Their children were when your subconscious mind and your conscious mind comes together. What comes out of that can be great or it can be bad. Remember, you can come up with a great invention that can help man. Or you can come up with something like a nuclear weapon that can destroy man. The same became mighty men which were of old, men of renown. And God saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth that every imagination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. We have to understand this now. It says, as I say, the imagination is where you find God. The imagination is where everything gets created. And we have to understand of his heart. In the Bible, the word heart is a Chaldean word meaning subconscious mind. And you see that God now is seeing that Every imagination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. We see that man is just warfare. Mankind rather to spend money on war and military technology than to spend money on curing diseases. And it repented the Lord that he made man on the earth and it grieved him at his heart. So now we see it as the Lord is showing emotion. The Lord is showing real human emotion and showing it. And how many times have you done something and your creation didn't behave or didn't go the way that you wanted to go and you also were filled with regrets the same way that the Lord is right here. And the Lord said, I will destroy man whom I have created from the face of the earth, both man and beast the creeping thing and the fowls of the air for it repenteth me that I have made them so now the Lord is sitting back and the Lord is saying I can't believe I made something I made creatures that are now not behaving the way that I would want them to behave remember all the beasts and the creepy things here are just different conscious states of man and the Lord is looking at this 
and the Lord is feeling, how can my own creation do this? You understand, man is speaking to man in man's mind. You ever had something where you were facing some regrets and you couldn't believe it? Well, this is the same characteristic that the authors, the mystics, has given the Lord at the moment. It is a feeling that you can say is probably even overwhelming for what we see up here as the Lord. But Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. Now we got to understand what Noah means in Hebrew. In Hebrew, the conscious state known as Noah is rest and, and comfort. Noah means rest and comfort in Hebrew. So now you can find rest and comfort when you understand the words of that God that's in you, that is speaking to you. These are the generations of Noah. Noah was a just man and perfect in his generations. And Noah walked with God. When you are rest and comforted, you are walking with your God. You're walking with your I am. You are walking with your awareness and understanding the world that is around you. And Noah begat three sons, Shem, Ham, and Japheth. Now we have to break down the names of Noah's sons and understand what they are and how does it play to your consciousness. Shem in Hebrew means renown. Ham in Hebrew means hot, warm. And in Egyptian, Ham means black. Japheth means expand and enlargement. So now we see this and we understand the names now. You don't probably, most people don't even speak on this. You have to break this down to understand the code. And now the earth, which is your mind, also was corrupt before God. The mind of man is corrupted. How much negativity, if you open up a newspaper, how much negative corrupted stories would you see? If you turn on the local news, how many negative stories, who, were, who got killed, who got embezzled, who did this, who did that? Corruption. It's all around us. The earth also was corrupt before God, and the earth was filled with violence, wars, everything, all this negativity that's going on. And God looked upon the earth. This is now man in his own mind, and God within you is looking upon the mind of man and speaking, and he says, and behold, it was corrupt, for all flesh had corrupted his way upon the earth. And God said unto Noah, the end of all flesh is come before me, for the earth is filled with violence through them. And behold, I will destroy them with the earth. So now we see that God is getting angry at his own creation of being corrupted and not following the thoughts that he wanted man to follow. Man is not loving each other and figuring out the respect for each other to help humanity. Man has fell from grace. And the Lord is speaking to Noah and telling him, and this is God speaking to you when you're in the conscious state of Noah, where you are rest and comforted. And God said to Noah, make thee an ark of gopher wood. Remember, the ark is your mind. Room shalt thou make in the ark, and shalt pitch it within, without with pitch. And this is the fashion which thou shalt make it of. The length of the ark shall be 300 cubits. Why 300? Because we have to look at the number 300 and we have to see. 300 is sheen. It equals to sheen, which is the 21st letter. 
in the Hebrew alphabet. Sheen is important because it is considered the unique signature of God. That is why you see this number here. The cubits of it, 50 cubits, 5. God's grace, you get God's blessing. Add the zero behind it, it's multiplied. And the height of it, 30 cubits, 33. That number is divine perfection. And also three, the Trinity. Man is three things. Thoughts, words, and deeds. That's it. A window shalt thou make to the ark. This is the window to your soul. And in a cubit shalt thou finish it above. And the door of the ark shalt thou set in the side thereof. The side. The side thereof. With lower second and third stories shalt thou make it. So you see the number three again. That divine perfection. That three. Three things that man is. Man is only thoughts, words, and deeds. And behold, I, even I, do bring a flood of waters upon the earth. So now God is flooding man's mind. God is trying to wipe man's mind clean of all the negativity. How many times have you probably had a sudden change in your life and a change in your mind where you probably were thinking negative, you probably were angry at someone, you probably were mad and infuriated and out of nowhere you calmed yourself down, locked yourself away in your mind and flooded out those thoughts. And brought back good. Because you wanted to, as the Lord is saying here, to destroy all flesh wherein is the breath of life. Because when you destroy the negativity, now you could live. And the breath of life comes in from under heaven. And everything that is in the earth shall die. Everything that is after and under that breath of life will die because out with the old and in with the new you and the new way of thinking and your old mind frame is gone and you bring in the new mindset but with thee will I establish my covenant with you the Lord will establish an agreement that's what the covenant is and thou shalt come into the ark so now we see what's happening with this ark which is really your mind thou and thy sons and thy wife your sons are your thoughts your deeds your actions everything that you create your wife is your subconscious and thy sons wives with thee and of every living thing of all flesh two of every sort Two, the number of division. You need two of everything. Two, two, two. That's what you shall bring in the ark, in your mind. To keep them alive with thee, they shall be male and female. Male and female. To keep everything alive with you. One has to be male, one has to be female. Man and woman are what brings life. The subconscious and conscious mind is man and woman. And what do they do? They bring life. They bring thoughts into life. They bring things into reality. Just like how a man and a female, when they lay down, they create a new baby physically. Your thoughts are man and female and it creates life. Of fowls after their kind. And of cattle after their kind. And every creeping thing off the earth after his kind. Two of every sort shall come unto thee to keep them alive. And take thou unto thee of all food that is eaten. And thou shalt gather it to thee. And it shall be for food for thee and for them. Thus did Noah according to all that God commanded him. 
so did he. When you listen to that God feeling, you listen to your instinct, you're being commanded by God. You're being commanded by that infinite intelligence. When you listen, you realize everything goes right. Only when you choose to be stubborn and go against the grain is when everything goes bad for you. And when you start to have regrets and you wish you never tried to do something different from what that inner you was trying to tell you. Remember that. And the Lord said unto Noah, Come thou and all thy house into the ark. So now we see where the Lord is telling Noah. Let's go in. You're now inside your mind. You are Noah in this conscious state. Inside your mind, you are building it up because you're getting ready to go out with the old, in with the new. The great flood is about to occur and you're flooding your thoughts to get rid of all negativity to bring in the new. So, as we see this now, and the Lord said unto Noah, Come thou all before me in this generation of every clean beast thou shalt take to thee by sevens. Seven again, the number of completion, the number of divine and spiritual perfection, the male and his female, conscious mind, subconscious mind, and of beasts, the raging man that are not clean by two, the male and his female, of fowls also of the air by sevens, and number seven again, the male and the female to keep seed alive unto the face of all the earth. You need that. And for yet seven days, again, we see the seven, the number seven, divine and spiritual perfection. And I will cause it to be rain upon the earth 40 days and 40 nights. 40 days, 40 is the number of tribulation, trials, and a time of trying you. And every living substance that I have made will I destroy from off the face of the earth. So now the Lord is making sure whatever is in this ark will not die, but everything else that is negative will be wiped out. So when you go into this ark in your mind, you are now going to survive the flood because you created this vessel that will keep you and your thoughts alive while as you flush your mind clean of any negativity to become the new you as you understand your I am factor you see where we're going here and as the Lord is moving things along we see that and Noah did according unto all that the Lord commanded him. And Noah was 600 years old when the flood of waters was upon the earth. Now, Noah wasn't really 600. Could a human being live to be 600? That would be impossible. We have to understand what the number six is. Six is the number of man. So now when you add the zeros behind it, you add that one zero for divine Perfection instead of other spiritual perfection, you get the 600, and now man is perfected spiritually and divinely. He's connected to the source. And Noah went in, and his sons, and his wife, and his sons' wives with him into the ark. They all now stepped into that mind, that conscious states, all of your thoughts, all of your ideals, all of your values. That is what Noah's sons and his wives and their wives are. 
because of the waters of the flood, of clean beasts, and of beasts that are not clean, and of fowls, and of everything that creepeth unto the earth. There went in two and two unto Noah, into the ark, the male and the female, the conscious and subconscious mind, as God had commanded Noah. See, now when you listen to that feeling in you, you are not going to be lost. As I said before, when you go against that, everything happens that you wouldn't want to happen. And it came to pass after seven days, see that number seven again, that spiritual perfection, that the waters of the flood were upon the earth. And in the 600th year, you see that 600 again, of Noah's life, in the second month, the 17th day of the month, we see that. What is 17? Why is it on the 17th day? Because in Hebrew, the number 17 is the number for victory. Are you with me here? In Hebrew, number 17 is the number for victory. You will gain that victory once you're able to understand that you have to build that arc in your mind to be able to block out all the negativity and anything that is pulling you back or trying to stop you from becoming the person that you're supposed to become. The same day were all the fountains of the great deep broken up and the windows of heaven were open. So now the fountains were done. So we see that the doors of heaven, the windows are open and now uh, man is starting to get illuminated. Man is starting to rise up and the rain was upon the earth 40 days and 40 nights. So now it rained and man is still lost. And the self same day entered Noah and Shem and Ham and Japheth, the sons of Noah and Noah's wife and the three wives of his sons with them into the ark. They and every beast after its kind, and all the cattle after their kind, and every creeping thing that creepeth unto the earth after his kind, and every fowl after his kind, every bird of every sort. They went in unto Noah, into the ark, two and two of all flesh, wherein is the breath of life. So you see it now, as God had commanded earlier. Now once they go in now, they're in there with the breath of life. That is the spirit. In Hebrew, that would be the ruach, the breath of life. That is what we all breathe in. That breath that you take connects you to the source. And they that went in, went in male and female of flesh, as God commanded him. And the Lord shut him in. And the flood was forty days upon the earth, and the waters increased, and bear up the ark. And it was up and above the earth. You see, when you go into a change and a transformation, in your life, sometimes you go through hell in your mind and you're fighting yourself and the old you is fighting the new you. And these are the rough waters that you're going on when you're in your ark, when you're in this Noah conscious state. But And the waters prevailed and were increased greatly upon the earth and the ark went upon the face of the waters. You see what I'm saying here? That rough period when you're trying to get out and you're trying to change your ways and you're trying to become the man or the woman who you're supposed to be. And the waters prevailed exceedingly upon the earth and all the high hills that were under the whole heaven were covered. Fifteen cubits upward did the waters prevail and the mountains were covered. And all flesh died that moved upon the earth. So now you see, as you're changing your conscious state and you're becoming the person you're supposed to be, you're going through this hell and everything is going on in your mind. And both of fowl and of cattle and of beasts and of every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth and every man, all in whose nostrils was the breath of life. You see this now. 
the breath of life is now upon mankind. After you go through this rough patch and after you lock yourself in and you become one with that Noah state of conscious, the breath of life starts to come on you and that flesh that you were in with the Lord was speaking about starts to die and you start to peel it off. All in whose nostrils was the breath of life of all that was in the dry land died. So now you see who was left behind in that dry land and not in the ark. They died. So the old you that was left behind has died. And now your mind and every living substance was destroyed, which was upon the face of the ground, both man and cattle and the creeping things and the fowl of the heaven. And they were destroyed from the earth. And Noah only remained alive. Now, when you understand that, how that's playing a part in man's mind, you get to see what it means. Now, if you take it literally like how most religious folk will, it makes no sense to say that this happened. No evidence of our actual ark has been found nowhere. It's impossible for someone to put every animal in the world in one ark, one boat, one vessel. It's 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 not even hey you'll have animals where they are rivals. You can't have a snake and a mongoose next to each other. You can't have lions and a hyena next to each other. By nature, they don't even like each other. So you see how everything here was states of consciousness in man's mind. So as we see, and every living substance was destroyed, which was upon the face of the ground, both men and cattle and the creeping things and the fowl of the heaven, and they were destroyed from the earth, and Noah only remained alive, and they that were with him in the ark. So now Noah and all the animals and his sons and their wives, they remained alive because they were in the ark. Once you went Noah in that conscious state, you can rest and have comfort because nothing can harm you. You know where you're headed in life and you know what's next. And the waters prevailed upon the earth in 150 days. Here we go. One. That is that number, which is one. You're in unity. You're one with the infinite intelligence, which is God. And five, God's grace. Add to zero and it's multiplied and you get this 150. And God remembered Noah now and every living thing and all the cattle that was with him in the ark. And God made a wind to pass over the earth. Now, you understand what that wind means? In Hebrew, wind means spirit. And the word for this is ruach. So wind, spirit, and breath are considered the same thing. So now you have that wind to pass over the earth in your mind. So now you have that spirit of God. And the waters assuaged. The fountains also with the deep and the windows of heaven were stopped and the rain from heaven was restrained. So now everything starts to go back now in that roughy, that rough and tough weather that the ark was going through, which is in your mind and you're going through changing who you are in that conscious state. The fountains also of the deep and the windows of heaven were stopped and the rain from heaven was restrained and the waters returned from off the earth. Now everything starts to go back and continually and after the end of the 150 days, the waters were abated and the ark rested on the seventh day. You realize the seventh day, the seventh month, I, I stand corrected, and the ark rested in the seventh month. You see, seven is a number that's always being repeated seven days in a week and the Lord created the earth and on the seventh day 
the Lord rested. And the ark, which is your mind, rested in the seventh month. You see the, the connection here, right? On the 17th day of the month upon the mountains of Ararat. So you see the, and the ark rested in the seventh month on the 17th day of the month. And as I told you before, 17 is the Hebrew number for victory. So now you will have victory in your life once you understand how you change your conscious state and change your mind and you become what you want to be in life. And the waters decrease continually until the 10th month. 10 is divine perfection. In the 10th month, on the first day of the month, of the tops of the mountain seen. Now the tops are being able to be seen. And it came to pass at the end of 40 days that Noah opened the window of the ark which he had made. So now you're coming out of this conscious state and you're realizing how you improved yourself from that rough patch that you were in. And he sent forth a raven which went forth to and fro unto the waters were dried up from off the earth. Also he sent forth a dove from him. These are now different states of emotions coming out of Noah, which is you, a dove, the peace, to see if the waters were abated from off the face of the ground. But the dove found no rest for the sole of her foot, and she returned unto him into the dark, for the waters were on the face of the whole earth. Then the, he put forth his hand and took her and pulled her in unto him, unto the ark. And he stayed yet other seven days. So now we see this number seven again popping up for spiritual perfection. And again, he sent forth a dove out of the ark and the dove came into him in the evening and lo, in her mouth was an olive leaf plucked off. So Noah knew that the waters were abated from off the earth. When Noah seen this olive leaf, which is just state of consciousness, he knew everything was fine. And he stayed yet other seven days. They go to that number seven again, that spiritual perfection. And sent forth the dove, which returned not again unto him anymore. And it came pass in the 601st year, in the first month, the first day of the month, the waters were dried up from off the earth. So now, Noah after 600 years, it's now one, showing that man is now one with infinite intelligence, that God force. And Noah removed the covering of the ark and looked, and behold, the face of the ground was dry. And in the second month, on the seventh and twentieth day of the month, was the earth dried. And God spake unto Noah, saying, Go forth of the ark, thou and thy wife, and thy sons, and thy sons' wives with thee. So now God is speaking to you, telling you that you can go forth with your subconscious, and your ideas, and your ideals, and your thoughts, and who you are. Bring forth with thee every living thing that is with thee. All of your emotions, all of your states of consciousness, everything of all flesh, both of fowl, and of cattle, and of every creeping thing that creepeth unto the earth that they may breed abundantly. So now the Lord is telling you that you can multiply, you can become as great as you want to be in the earth and be fruitful, be fruitful. Yes, be fruitful and be productive. Be a person who helps another because when one God helps another, 
you bless all of humanity and multiply upon the earth. And Noah went forth and his sons and his wife and his sons' wives with him. Every beast, every creeping thing and every fowl and whatsoever creepeth upon the earth after their kinds went forth out of the ark. And Noah builded an altar upon unto the Lord and took of every clean beast and of every clean fowl and offered burnt offerings on the altar. And the Lord smelled a sweet savor. And the Lord said in his heart, I will not again curse the ground anymore for man's sake. So now the Lord is speaking to man and saying, I'm not going to do this again. I believe for the imagination of man's heart is evil from his youth. Neither will I again smite anymore every living thing as I have done. So now we see that the Lord is speaking to man and the Lord now even understands that Man's imagination is always evil from young. Man will always have war. Man will always have poverty. Man will always have negativity because negativity balances out positivity. This right here is showing the laws of the universe. You can't have one without the other. First, we see that when man started this whole art journey and started writing it and speaking about the art in man's mind, it was talking about how the reason why the Lord had to put Noah in an ark is because the Lord seen that man's mind is corrupted and it's all evil and his imagination is filled with nothing but evil. But now, after Noah went through this journey, we see that the Lord is saying, well, man will always have negativity in his imagination because that is how man is. While the earth remaineth seed time and harvest and cold and heat and summer and winter and day and night shall not cease. So we see that the Lord is saying, Certain things will never cease. Certain things will continue going on like summer, winter, day, night, hot, cold, seed time, harvest. It will always continue because that's the way that the universe goes. It is the proper order of the universe. And if you were to mess it up, then it would create an imbalance. And as much as, as, much as we think that war and violence is wrong, it also plays its role within the universe because it helps make man who man is and helps make the world that man live in what it is. Brothers and sisters, I thank you so much for listening. I would love for you to go over to mindworthyinfo.com and subscribe because we have more coming to you. Even have a class on clearing your subconscious mind so you can get whatever you want and always obtain your will. So go over to MindWorthyInfo.com and subscribe. Thank you for listening, brothers and sisters. Thank you. Now, let us go into the silence. <laughs>